I think it really all stems from that, that curiosity. Like, I don't know if like, I'm just a kid on the inside because kids are way more curious than adults usually, but I, I always try to remain as curious as possible. And so I just was always in, in the military, you know, not only was I just interested in learning more about money and, and personal finance and how do, how do rich people get rich and how do you build generational wealth and all that. So I just kept reading and kept mind feeding on that. But I also just became obsessed with personal and professional development. And I think I got really lucky because a lot of people want to learn the the how to's and they, they want to get ready to take down a hundred unit deal or go, go be a general, you know, general partner in a large syndication or something like that. But a lot of them are held back because they, they have to grow into that person that is able to achieve those goals. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, It's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Today, I have Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly, former Navy, uh, I wouldn't say officer, just uh, former Navy veteran. He was in the military for 15 years. Now he's part of active duty passive incomes. Talks about investing into his first fourplex, using his VA home loan to put no money down to buy four units. And then he discovered, I hate managing real estate. So I don't want to do that. And then how he got into a 62 unit deal and a 40 unit deal, how some of the people in the active duty passive income world, their first initial deal was 60 units. I know that's something that a lot of people aspire to do is get into those big deals. And that is an opportunity to get educated. They have a lot of free content that they put out there. I'm excited for this episode, you know, to hear a little bit more of Tim's story, how he just has reframed his mindset and being uh, insanely curious and how that's led to certain levels of success. And I'm excited for this episode and welcome again to one more episode with my friend, Tim Kelly. Timmy, Tim, Tim, what's going on, brother? How are you doing? I'm excited for this episode because uh, you're actually someone that is way further along down the road as far as in, in the podcast as a former, I guess, 
former veteran, you know, whatever, uh, you know, in the military, I kind of had some affinities towards you and you have the active duty, passive income podcast that you've been putting out a ton of content where you're guiding people that are in the military to invest into passive income uh, investments. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. There, Jake, it's, it's my pleasure, man. And I, I cannot take credit for the ADPI podcast. I'm not the host of it. It's part of our organization. It's part of what we do. We do send out a weekly podcast, but I have been on dozens and dozens. So it's not my first rodeo, but um, I mean, I, yeah, ADPI has just poured so much blood, sweat and tears into that over the last four or five years, man. So we could dive into that, but let's get to the good stuff, dude. Yeah, I definitely wanted to dive into that. So, you know, and I've heard you, you know, we've, we've hung out a few times. You have some really interesting things about mindset and specifically even some of the insights from someone that's in the military. So they're maybe not a high income earner, but they're getting a chance to invest into larger commercial deals and, you know, kind of just changing their, their thought process. Most of the people that are listening to the, to the passive wealth income uh, aren't necessarily military, but they're maybe a high income earner. They're, they're making money, they're doctor or so-and-so. And I, and I think that there's a lot of similarities or at least parallel paths on, you know, you can't get out of the military, but that doesn't mean your money can't go uh, work for you on the side. So I'd love to hear a little bit more. First, I have your origin, your story. How did you discover that process and in, in uh, ADPI and how did you get into this world just to give people a foundational knowledge and then what we can do is dive into some other things about that your mindset and then into how do you let passive income help you unlock a lifestyle by design man yeah this is this is gonna be good so um I'll, I'll try to keep the the bio brief and my story I was in the Navy for 15 and a half years um, I about around my nine year mark, I was flown on a, on a ship uh, in the Persian Gulf on a long deployment, took a stack of books along with me just to, you know, help time go by and all that stuff. And they all were kind of related to just money and personal finance, building wealth. I always had an interest in that. And so, you know, I just kept seeing a repeating pattern of real estate investing and that's how you build wealth. So, I mean, I, that's when I think I got the real estate bug and I got off that deployment. So all of 2015, I was just immersing myself in education and learning about all the different strategies, the different asset classes. And I just paid for education and paid for coaching, paid for mentorship to, to really help me go deep and figure out what I wanted to do. And I, I kind of didn't really get any traction until I decided that which was going to be that asset class, which was going to be that strategy that I'm going to master and get that level of mastery. So then people could take me seriously and I could start really sounding like the expert. And that was commercial and multifamily. Didn't really ever dabble in residential or wholesaling or single family or flipping. Didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I was looking to, to get as much and as scalable passive income as possible, as quick as possible. Maybe I'm just, I wasn't patient. So Commercial multifamily just sounded, sounded, you know, good at, at that point. And so then I just, once I made that decision, then I really went deep. I went horizontal, you know, or I went super vertical down that one asset class strategy, just immerse myself in and more. And I was networking with the intent of on the multifamily commercial expert, you know, I'm doing deals and, and I started just letting everybody know what I was doing, uh, what I was up to, you know, what I, what value I could add. And so, 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, I got off that deployment and then I was in uh, Norfolk, Virginia beach station there on the ships. And then I came here to Pensacola, Florida, I transferred here while I was still active duty. And six months after I got here, I, I closed on a, just a fourplex with the intent of, of house hacking. Cause needed to take advantage of that, that deal. I love multifamily, even if it's small multifamily, just as many doors as you can get under one roof. Um, so I got that fourplex the month I got here, but then six months later, I closed on a 42 unit apartment complex syndicated that with some friends. And then six months after that, got a mobile home community, both locally at, you know, right after that, I got, I ended up house hacking a triplex with my VA loan that I wrapped the cost of rehab into a lot of people don't even know that you could do that. And so while I was sharing this same story on the bigger pockets podcast in 2018, as a guest. I was blessed enough to be to be asked to come on on the show and speak about this. Um, the then founders and the CEO and founder of Active Duty Passive Income heard me on that podcast. Of course, I just gave out my cell phone number and they they just immediately called me. And um, since then, I, I was just asked to be part of the team. I've been part of the Active Duty Passive Income team. We built this incredible community. Um, now I'm the VP of Education and a co-owner for the company. Um, and just so much, so much is happening in, inside that just on track to hit a hundred thousand members in our Facebook group this year. We got a best-selling book, huge, you know, obviously a podcast we've interviewed like Cardone and Kiyosaki and Jocko, all these awesome people, but we love interviewing our members who are still active duty, who are young or who are veterans who are going through our programs, crushing it and, uh, creating that financial freedom and wealth. And the whole purpose of ADPI is to help past and present military members, achieve financial freedom through owning real estate. And that's through owning more of America that they sort of protect and that they fight so hard for. Um, Cause we believe it should be the cornerstone of, of the portfolio. If you're truly really trying to look for generational wealth, then yeah, I became a certified high performance coach. I was obsessed with personal development. And so I love the mindset thing. Mindset is absolutely everything you could learn. All there is to learn about investing in real estate. But if you don't have the right mindset, man, your, your self-talk is not going to be there and your self-doubt will be increased and your confidence won't be there and your courage won't be there and you won't have the right energy levels to do what you want to do. So yeah, man, that's a little bit about it, but how do you want to, how do you want to take this conversation, man? There's so many awesome nuggets just in that first little snippet that I think we could go down like the rabbit hole in multiple different areas. First, before we do that, what did you do in the Navy? Yeah, the last job I had, I was um, a water survival instructor um, and I was teaching the pilot students um, on engine systems and ethics and leadership. But I came here to be a water survival instructor because uh, I was a rescue swimmer in the Navy. And so all pilots and air crewmen have to learn on basically how not to die if they get ejected from their aircraft. So uh, I was a water survival instructor. Then I became a pilot instructor. That's awesome. Have you seen the movie Top Gun yet? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, haven't been to the movies in like, I don't even, I don't even remember the last time, but my wife and I, a couple weeks back, we saw it, absolutely loved it. Highly recommend it. Same thing. It was my, my wife and I, I heard from so many buddies that they're like, dude, the new Top Gun movie is legit. And I was like, I don't know. I haven't been to the movies in like six years. And so uh, date night, I took my wife out, we went to it and it was awesome. It was awesome. I was like, if it, and I and maybe I translate and I think I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, like the 13 year old, 10, 13 year old version of myself watching that when I was a kid, the original Top Gun, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Like that was part of what led me maybe into the military was I was just like, dude, that's badass. I, you know, like I want to fly jets. Like that's what I want to do. I want to fly jets. Who you can you could have a job like that. So, again. The, the fact that 
20 some odd years later, you know, whatever it is, 25 years later that there's a, a sequel released. It's still Tom Cruise. That's hilarious. <laughs> it is. That's crazy. I think they replaced, uh, you know, a lot of people in there. But uh, man, we back to the, the, the podcast. One of the things you talked about is like you just kind of skipped in and jumped into becoming an expert and niching down. And I think there's a lot of value in that. I hear this a lot. People call me up and say, hey, I want a good deal. And I was like, um, okay. Like, you know, I was like, do you have any good deals? I was like, I don't know what a good deal is to you. What's a good deal to me could be a terrible deal actually for you. But, you know, and so trying to define that. So talk me through like how you and and, and, uh, explain to the audience, like what that process was for you of niching down and becoming an expert in one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. So I'm glad I'm glad we're opening this up because like when you get the real estate bug, not only are there dozens of podcasts, you know, all these YouTube videos, bigger pockets, you know, like all these education sources, and it's literally could be a black hole of information. So like, how do you approach it? How do you figure out where, where to focus? And so this is my recommendation based on the fact that I, I realized I was going horizontal, horizontal across all the different asset class and strategies to get like a good understanding. And I would, then I started like trying to dabble in all of them and it doesn't work. Okay. So when you're first getting in or wherever you're at right now, like learn as much as you possibly can about single family, you know, burr strategy, single family, wholesaling, flipping, and then small, maybe small multifamily, maybe commercial triple net type of stuff. Maybe, you know, just apartment complexes or mobile home. Like learn a little bit about each one for the sole purpose of choosing one and saying no to everything else. Right. Say no to everything else. Just don't, especially when you're first getting started. If you say, if, you, if you're like, man, I really like these two, we'll choose one. And then say, as soon as I master it, as soon as I get systems in place, that's cool. Then I'll shift over if it's still a thing. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors that, that are playing into role right now with inflation and with, you know, this recession that has been happening since, you know, 2017. People are saying, oh, recession is coming. Well, I still know people who are sitting on the sidelines since 2017 waiting for a recession to happen, right? But anyway, like what asset classes and strategies have endured, right? And so at that time, it made sense. Like I got into commercial multifamily. I tried to get as many doors as are under one roof as possible to mitigate what's happening right now, right? To hedge against what's happening right now. And when you have one door and if you have one vacancy, guess what? You don't have any income. When you have a hundred doors and maybe like COVID or, or the pandemic, uh, you know, kicked out 60% of your, or 40% of your, of your tenants, you're still left with 60% revenue that you're still paying the bills. You're still, you know, probably able to maybe withhold it, you know, investor distributions, but they understand, right. Most, most likely. And we, but that didn't even happen to us. We actually very much thrived all the assets that I have. We thrived through the pandemic because we're in great markets the managers enforce the rules like look and i think we got lucky because we're not in any states who are that are significantly and strongly uh, tenant friendly instead of landlord friendly i think i think that's a huge thing like generally dealing with certain states that are landlord and tenant friendly during the, the pandemic cuz you go to california man like they don't they don't care about landlords they're going to like say hey if you're a tenant you get free rent for the next 3 years or whatever it was so like i wouldn't want to be in those states so 
I think learning a little bit about every single asset class and, you know, getting to know people who are experts in every single asset class, asking some questions and learning for the sole purpose of picking one, focusing wholeheartedly on it, saying no to everything else, then having the faith to say, I am an investor in this asset class with this strategy and shouting it from the mountaintop, letting everybody know who you are. And you have to educate yourself to have that much confidence sometimes in order to have those conversations. So I know, I don't know. I don't know if that helps or if that answers the question, but I think that's kind of from what I learned, man. I think that's great advice. I mean, just, you know, niching down on one thing. I mean, there's, a, you know, an ocean of information out there. And if you're trying to take it all in at, at once, uh, it'll be overwhelming and you'll need a rescue swimmer to come guide you into the right place. So thank you for guiding us and rescuing us into one niched uh, down market. Why? Did you land on commercial real estate and multifamily? What was it about, you know, and then I'm assuming that you did and took your own advice and looked at a lot of different assets and, and maybe you touched on it. Like, was it just your impatient or what is it that led you to commercial real estate and, and multifamily? It just didn't make sense. Like, I was like, man, I could, I could do the single family home. You know, I could, I can invest a little bit of money, then use the Burr strategy and refinance out and roll it into the next one, then do it over and over and over. It's just, I was full-time active duty, you know, I, and I knew that by that fourplex, I actually self-managed that very first fourplex. I self-managed it. I got it fully occupied. And I did that management for two reasons for either to, start my own management company or to pass it off to the best manager. And then I had experience to, you know, to be, to be able to have intelligent conversations with property managers. So at that point I was like, cool, never going to manage again, way too much work, you know, wait, you know, and, and I'm glad I did that. And that was a four unit property. God forbid, if it was a single family unit, like it would have been the same amount of work with a lot less revenue. Now I'm still actually holding that fourplex which is great cash flow. And I don't really do much with it. I think I might be selling it, but it just didn't make sense to me to do deal after deal after deal. And then they were like, the thing was like, Oh, you can get $200 a door and $200 a door. And it just seemed like it would take a long time. And I think because I'm impatient, I'm like, there's gotta be other ways. Like I, I can go bigger. And then I just had the mo open mind to say, what about these large deals? Like who invests in these? How do so I just had that curiosity. I think, I think that is a huge thing that people don't talk about is the most successful people are like the cu most curious people around. They ask them, they're like, they always stay like kids are the most curious. They're, they're like sponges. They soak everything up, never lose your curiosity. So just stay curious. And I think I had that curiosity and I just started reading books and listening to podcasts specific to commercial multifamily. And then I had enough like momentum, like this seems to make a whole lot of sense. I can get a hundred doors and you know, they're, I won't say they're recession proof or recession resistant. If anything, they, they have thrived through the pandemic, like in the right markets with the right management, with the right financing, both mobile home communities and, and apartment communities literally have thrived through the pandemic. And that's like what it really interested me very like probably more than anything else. Not only the fact that I could be an owner in like a five, 10, $20 million property and only do a percentage of the work, you know, cause it's takes partnerships. And I think being in the military, you can test it. They're like, we are programmed to do so many good things in real estate and in business, our grit, our resilience, our, hard work, our leadership, our humility, all this, all these things, but like we learn how to do everything in teams. 
Like we learn how to rely on our brothers and sisters with our lives. So like we're naturally, we naturally are trained to work in and lead teams. And it just made more sense. Like I would rather work with a couple awesome other dudes and just go take down large deals and try to do everything on my own with, with a single family deal because you don't have as much income and revenue to pay the full-time property manager, a full-time handyman, unless you're scared, unless you're at scale, unless you have a lot of doors. Right. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit more about, about that. That's great. Great advice. And I, and I think obviously coming from someone that played on uh, sports teams and then being part of the military. And I understood that same process. It was like, you know, when, when you join, you go into, to, to boot camp or I don't know what, you know, uh, what they call it in the Navy, but for at least in the army, you know, it was basic training, a boot camp and you're down there and it's like, you know, they're smoking your ass. Like they're, they're breaking you down as an individual to then build you up in a, in a collective team. Because when they say, Hey, go charge that hill, you're not like, well, I don't know if that's really good for me. Um, you know, you'd be like, ah, pass. Uh, you'd be like, but sometimes, you know, as a cog in the machine of the military, you're going to need to go uh, effectively to accomplish the mission. So there's great insights in that as, as far as working as a team, um, you don't have to collectively know everything. And so, you know, uh, you know, you said you did your first, first deal, you managed yourself managed and you said, ah, this sucks. I don't want to do that. So like, what does your team look like now today? And then maybe a little bit further down the path that you've discovered of, you know, your own skill sets and then things that you want to do or don't do. And then, and then what makes up that kind of good team for you today? Oh man. So good. So there was a lot of, um, a lot of lessons with that. And, you know, I, I, I realized that a lot of people think like they, they need to find a team and go all in with that same team and then start building out systems and, and processes and all that. And that is, that is gr That's a great way to do it. If you could find those partners that where you're on the same page, you're ethically and morally aligned. You want the same long-term goals. That's amazing. And, but like, that's not the only way. And, and for people who like myself, I was part of multiple teams. I'm still part of multiple teams. I just created another team to take down uh, mobile home park deals. And we just had our conversation today uh, about how to create those systems and processes and, and how we could, you know, do things at scale. So until, until you go through a deal, you won't really, really, really know what you're going to be the best at. But here's the thing. You could absolutely learn enough about the different roles and responsibilities. And then based on your own, what you know about yourself, you can say, am I a, more of a numbers guy? Like, am I analytical? Am I, should I do the underwriting? Should I be more of the financial analyst? Or am I mostly going to be the one to connect with brokers, maybe find the deals uh, or am I, do I have access to capital or do I think raising capital is more for me? Or do I want to be an asset manager? Like, do I have pro, do I have, a, you know, program management or, or people leadership skills? Like maybe I want to be an asset manager. So while you're learning in that journey, when you hone it down and you say no to everything else, you learn the process a lot more. And the more you learn, you're going to know the roles and responsibilities. And you're going to ask yourself, well, which one am I going to do? Which one am I going to go all in on? Now, you know, the whole A to Z process, how am I going to fit into that? And then start slowly improve your self-awareness. Like we have this multifamily academy where every single person 
goes through multiple personality assessments and behavioral assessments because they learn something about themselves every time they do it. And if you take it six months later, you'll probably have different results. And it's, it's crazy. We've seen that. And, and so like, if you know enough about yourself, you, you could maybe decide, maybe you just need to practice and sit back and learn more about yourself, more about your strengths and weaknesses based on what you already know. Let's say, you know, based on what you were in the military or based on what you were doing at, for your job, what your strengths are, how you're designed, what you're programmed, how do you fit into that deal? And then as soon as you know, that's gotta be something that you put into some kind of elevator pitch when you're sharing it with partners, when you're sharing it with people who you want to hang out with, be very specific. This is the type of deal I'm looking at. This is what I can bring to the table. This is the value that I can add. And these are my goals. Like have that lined up and be able to articulate that Barney style. So even like your five-year-old nephew could understand what you're talking about to where it's like, this is what I do. This is how I add value. And this is what I'm looking for. And the more people you get to know while you're networking, all you really care about is them. And they're what I call the Ford. Care about them, be genuinely interested in their family, their occupation, their recreation, and their dreams. You're going to find out a lot about them. And then you're going to tell your tailor your conversation to what you just found out. If they're looking for an underwriter, if they're looking for the capital raiser, you could now you know what they're looking for. If that's something you could do, hey, like, hey, look, I can capital raise. That's that's what I do. That's what I specialize in. So improve your self-awareness. Education is key to learn what all this whole process is. Improve your self-awareness to determine how you fit into it. And then go share that with everybody, you know, with absolute clarity. And then, I'll, you know, before you know, it, man, you're going to find exactly what you're looking for to fill the rest of the gaps, whatever you don't, if you don't want to be an asset manager, you don't, you're not the analytical guy. It's okay. It's cool. That's a, that's a beauty of having a team. You just find the people that fill those gaps. Yeah. I think the, the, the focus, the different roles, what it takes to be you know, obviously in the, the sponsor, GP seat, raising the money, doing the ops, doing the sales or the marketing, bringing in the capital. And, and then I think there's actually an, a, another component to that is, you know, you're syndicating out these deals. They're passive investors in some of those deals that I think, you know, there's typically a lot more of those people into a, one of these bigger commercial deals that, uh, and it was actually a conversation we're having and, and talking and all, uh, if you know, part of it, Pat Hyben was talking about how he's an LP investor, a limited partner into like some of these shopping centers. And this guy had, I don't know, tens of, you know, or twenties of many, many shopping centers, you know, millions of square feet. And Pat was sitting down and said, hey, wow, you know, got to be great. Look at all the money you're making and, you know, you know, doing and having all these shopping centers and stuff. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, but I'm the one that has a hard time sleeping at night because it, there's always problems. You know, there's something that somebody's going to call me up in the morning. They're going to be like, hey, the bank's. You want this, you know, their property's got a sprinkler, you know, uh, issue, something caught on fire, the tenants are not paying their rent. So when you're the sponsor, there's a lot of roles and things that you're doing where that GP was like, Pat, isn't it great 
that you just send me money and you don't have to do anything. And Pat was like, yeah, actually, that was why I don't do that, because I don't like working. I don't want more work. I want less work. So maybe also talk about that from the role of being kind of a passive investor as like an LP, because I think you've you know, experienced both sides of that. What is your experience as being kind of like the LP side or the limited partner and some of maybe like people in the military that are active duty? They don't have the time. How is that in structure for them as an investor? Yeah, so good, man. So like uh, I've seen it both ways where people want to be like, hey, I'm, I have 25K, 50K, whatever. I want to be an LP first. Like the goal is to be a GP, but I want to be an LP first to like go through the process and see what it's like being on the receiving end and being the capital investor. And, and then I could kind of start learning a little bit more. And then like they think it's like the next level to be a GP when in my mind, like almost, and for a lot of people, it's like the other way around. Like the goal is to be a limited partner because all you're doing, you're in that I quadrant of the cash flow quadrant. You are doing nothing, but you you have the capital. You understand how to analyze, underwrite, conduct due diligence on the investors uh, or on the GP team, on the deal, on the numbers yourself. And you're just parking capital. You're sitting back. You're doing nothing. You have no voting rights in most cases, but you're sitting there collecting mailbox money and you own most of the deal. You own far more of the deal than the GP. Like the LPs always own more than the GP. So I've seen it both ways. And so, but for, for me, like, that's why I'm at the point now where I try not to do, unless we're doing like, you know, 20 million plus deal dollar deals where we, it's just makes sense to bring in multiple investors. But now there's Investnax and different portals that make it a lot more streamlined for investor relations and things like that. Syndication Pro is great too. But like we like doing JV deals where it's just two, three, four, maybe five guys who don't have to raise and don't have to be had to serve investors where it's everybody does everything. They bring in all the capital. They have all the resources. They split all the work. They're all the owners, 100%. That's the cool thing about being a JV. But syndications like you're the GPs do all the work and get, you know, maybe 20, 30, maybe 40% of the ownership, depending on the split and the LPs get more of it. So personally, I'm doing less and less as a GP in, um, in syndications, especially if I have like asset manager and investor relations, all that, and shifting more to, to the JV and then being an LP because LP, you have the capital, you understand how to analyze, you place your capital with the right operator and you sit back and you, and you literally, you know, it's that's Pat, that's the epitome of passive investing. It doesn't really get much more passive than that. One, I think that's also, it, it goes back to your, your mindset, you know, kind of thought process is, I think there's like a, a do it yourself, you know, mentality. And that's maybe the residential you start in and you buy the one and you got to fix it up and do it yourself. And then there's kind of the project manager, like you're going to manage and be the GP. And then it's like, oh, you kind of elevate higher and higher up. And it's like, actually, I don't want to do more work. And, and you know, because we all have a limitation on, on the amount of time that we have in, in existence, we have the same 24 hours that everybody else does. The only way in which you can really go to the next level is leveraging other people's work and leveraging their, you know, thing. Cause like, you know, if I invest into a team of 10 people, they have way more time collectively of 10 people than I do from myself. And so if it, everything relies on me, it's probably going to suck. And I was like, and I can see that uh, myself and so many 
situations in my business and others where I was like, I'm probably the worst person to do anything in the company like because I suck at most things. Yeah, so many good points. I didn't want to go back. I know you said, well, what about like military people and then they're, they're passive? This is one opportunity to, to plug what something really, really cool ADPI is doing is we created ADPI Capital. And um, like this fund, it's a Reg A plus fund for our, for our massive community where military members, past or present or whoever um, could invest in more, in more real estate in America for as little as 500 bucks. And that capital, so it's just the equity fund one that we have is a $10 million fund. And then we're going to move to a 50 and then probably 75. But that fund is actually raising capital. So it could be invested in the other military members in our community in the top members who we call heroes the the adpi heroes are the top members they've been our students they've done a bunch of deals now they're coaching other people and we're funding their deals and our top students deals who bring them to us we vet them me and adam labar the other go bro he's he's like the director of of ops and chief underwriter for adpi capital and between him and i and other people on our team we decide whether this these deals meet the criteria. So like these members of the community are investing in the deals of other members in the community and they're, it's all big military community. So it's a reggae plus fund all is allowing that lower barrier of entry as little as 500 bucks. You could be a passive investor in these types of deals, receive cash flow, quarterly distributions, receive your K1 and your tax benefits. Um, so that was a huge problem. And that's what we put in place to solve it. And we're we're just super excited about it. We got a huge conference coming up in October. Um, we, we, we're probably going to be fully funded by that point, but then we'll probably move on to the next fund and, and we're bringing people together to share. Like, look, there are, there are ways that while you're serving, you could still passively invest and own more of America if you're deployed. And and stuff you you don't have to be present you don't have to only invest in you know where you're living and, and stuff like that so uh, i just wanted to throw that in there too are you guys enjoying the show so far look two of the most common questions i get asked are where can i find good deals to invest into and is it possible to invest alongside of our deals as a passive investor so my team and I wanted to put together an insider list where you can get first access to investment opportunities, due diligence resources, and best practices for those interested in investing passively into deals like the ones we talk about on the show. Those deals are mostly in the commercial real estate space, but I oftentimes get exclusive access to deals of people like the guests on my show. If those deals pass our criteria, we pass them on to those on the list. To gain access to this insider list, all you have to do is go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. We also host events, dinners, and give away VIP access to events that I'm speaking at or attending. Once again, it's www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. For those that are serious about passive wealth building, we'll see you on the inside. Now, back to the show. That's awesome. Actually, I'd love to take a, a moment right now to, to dive a, uh, into a little bit more of ADPI. And like, what does that world look like? You know, we, we glossed over as far as the fact that there's 100,000 people. You know, you do some of these education, you have this reggae plus fund, you know, some of those other things. But like, 
unlock for me what you guys have built and and you know what are all the offerings that you have in that that kind of community yeah dude thanks for asking man so it literally started with a small facebook group a military real estate investing academy just online course hosted on kajabi and a podcast and the podcast um, that was back in, in 2000, late 2017, early 2018, when it was like very, when it was first launched and I joined, uh, mid 2018 and I was the fifth person brought on. Adam Labar was also the fourth person brought on education. Like the whole purpose of this is just being the premier real estate investing platform to help educate other past and present military members on how to create generational wealth and, and passive income through real estate. And that's through owning more of America. Like I said, more of the land that they swore to protect and, and fight so hard for. And so from that, that little Facebook group, the, the podcast and, and that, that, that course for single family investing and VA loan um, education, and maybe a little bit of turnkey investing just, you know, for residential side. Now, I mean, education is our core. So now we have a full blown, very robust military real estate investing academy and mastermind for single family and residential. We have a very robust military commercial and multifamily academy and mastermind where now we have a boot camp style eight week cohort class that they go through the whole academy within eight weeks weekly accountability calls that go through a workbook. We talk about high performance and mindset. It's just been amazing. People transform more than I thought they ever would within that eight weeks. And then, you know, we have this Facebook group. We're on, on track to hit a hundred thousand members, you know, in our group. And we have just lit, we're constantly listening to our, to our members. And, and we know that there's lenders out there who claim to be VA loan experts and they're simply not, they're simply selling products. They're all, that's all they're doing. They're not experts. They're just selling products. So we have ADPI lending. We have our own mortgage brokerage where we have military real estate investors who are loan officers and experts in the industry who coach you and help you and figure out not just to go pay too much for a retail home, but for investing purposes to make smart long-term choices. We have loan officers that help educate you and serve you. And we have less fees and best, better customer service because a lot less people have to get paid compared to like Veterans United, USAA, Navy Fed. Then we also have ADPI insurance for whole life insurance policies using the infinite banking concept, the high cash value, dividend paying whole life, whole life insurance policies. I absolutely love the strategy. There's so many people who don't quite understand it. There's so much misguided information out there, you know, from people like Dave Ramsey, oh, and, and term is better and, and whole life is crap. And it's there, we can go down a massive rabbit hole right now. I'd love to hear your stance too, Jake, on, on whole life and, and all that. But we have ADPI insurance for those who understand cash flow banking. And we also have our own brokerage where we have a whole slew of agents across the U.S. who he have vetted, who are military, who understand investing, and who are able to help all of our members in our community serve them. Um, and so it's just like an all-in-one thing and, and we're, we're helping each other out, but it's, it's mainly education. And then it kind of, we provide all those financial services and support. And then of course, now we have this fund to just lower the barrier of entry for people to passively invest. And now we have our conference in October um, in New Orleans. We're, we're just so excited about that, bringing everybody together, have some amazing keynote speakers um, ready to go. And it's just, you know, we need community. It's all about community. 
people sharing their challenges, being vulnerable, helping each other out. And we have accountability groups inside the masterminds now um, because it's accountability is what the most successful people understand they need more of. Even the, you know, this man, the most successful people we know it's, it's not easy for them to hold themselves accountable, right? They need other people. They need a coach or an accountability group or some kind of system, you know, in place for accountability purposes, because they want to achieve their goals. And we all get in our own heads, regardless of how successful you are. Um, but ADPI is, is, is a community that we're super proud of. And we're not, we haven't even gotten started, man. We're just, um, we're, we're on this path and when we're looking to impact so many more military members. What an awesome, awesome thing that you guys are putting together there. And, and I mean, it, it seems like every time I, I connect up with you, it's, it's grown. You've added, you know, so many more things to it and it's we like, desired, wow, it's even better. Four people. Yeah. So how many people are you guys employing now? It's, tw it's like 20, 20, some 22 or 23. And it's crazy. Like, like it takes a whole team to moderate a Facebook group of that size, you know? And well, it's, it's mainly because we protect it from solicitors, from agents and lenders going in there and trying to poach leads. And we don't allow soliciting at all. Like it's just value and community and helping each other and that. And like, we, we don't allow posts to go through that are like, Hey, this is, this is what I can offer. DM me or agents or lenders go in there all the time. They try to do it, but it's like a full-time team that is moderating just the Facebook group alone, let alone the sales processes and all the other tech and the background and, and the marketing and, and everything like that, dude. Um, it's, it's definitely, I was just explaining this to one of the ADPI heroes, this, you know, something so big, it, like things move in such a slow, it, like, it's like a huge cargo ship, but for trying to make a pivot versus if you're like a one man show, or you only have a couple people, it's like, you could easily turn on a dime and, and pivot and, and, and make different, different, different changes in your business and your trajectories. But like, for us, things are moving so slow because it's such a massive thing. And like, we're in so many different vertical markets and it's like, there's, there's a lot to consider. So, but yeah, I mean, that's all, all, all that, uh, is, is what's kind of coming up for me, but anyway, yeah. What else you got, man? What do you, what else you want to dive into? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to dive in a little bit more of kind of that, that education, you know? Yeah. I mean, no, that's such a critical part of ADPI. It's been a part of your own journey as far as that, you know, curiosity and I like that quote that you put there, the most curious people are often the ones that are most successful. And it's even, you know, maybe, you know, permeated your life and what has led to some of your successes. So, and, and you can take that in a couple of different ways is like, you know, what is that like education process in ADPI? Or if there's somebody looking to uh, get educated and take some action, you know, tactics and steps into their, you know, how do you guide someone? What do you, what do you, what's that advice that you give to them? Or maybe it's just, you know, what do you have available and let people kind of self-select what their own path is? Absolutely. I love it. And this is one of the reasons why we wrote this book, Military House Hacking. It's, you know, it's a best-selling book and right now it's free on our website. Um, you could download it for free right now. It's, it's a, it's a best-selling book. So just that awareness and reading, you have to have the curiosity to say, Hey, Maybe I can use this VA loan that people keep talking about with maybe get into a fourplex for 0% down. Like a lot of people might not realize that is, that is, that's a special thing, right? A lot of people might not realize the power of just the VA loan in and of itself. Um, but we have like, you know, the military house hacking is a book that's free. It's, it's really something that just helps 
people understand how they can leverage their VA loan, how they can change their mindset and create passive income and, and generational wealth while they're serving after they've served, just using their benefits. And then we have, you know, I wrote another book um, on the website. It's again, it's a free book. It's the blueprint to financial success. It's just the stuff we should all have learned in school about personal finance and, and money. The, you know, the, the ba absolute basics about the difference between good debt and bad debt. You know, the assets and liabilities is how you get net worth. I mean, like if you ask the average person, be like, hey, what is your net worth? They, they'll like, they'll be like, what the heck is that? Like, how do you, how do you figure that out? Like, we should all know coming out of high school, what net worth is and that it's assets minus liabilities. And what is an asset? What is a liability? What is good debt? What is bad debt? The basics of credit. So we have all these free resources. We have that book with a workbook that really walks them through how to fill everything out, how to determine their income and expenses, how to that worth and what, like all the steps that they need. Um, because a lot of it is a mindset shift if, as you know, and there's an all in one credit guide. Like we, we don't get taught anything about credit, right? What should we know about credit cards and, and, and different types of lines of credit and, and, and the three different bureaus and what, like, how should we monitor our credit, all that, all these things. So we have these free resources. We have free masterclasses, a masterclass on single family and residential investing, a free masterclass on commercial and multifamily uh, investing. We have a free masterclass on this whole infinite banking concept. And like for stuff, if it resonates with people, that's when they could like go sign up and get more information and how to join our multifamily Academy, our single family residential Academy. And that's where we like filtering out, like the people who continue to go through that, like, okay, this is, this makes sense. I'm ready to commit. Then they can pay and invest in themselves and invest in their future and go through this high quality education and put themselves intentionally in a room with other military investors who are also taking action. And if like, you know this because you're in GoBenance and, and I know who you are, you know that we you have to be in very intentional on the rooms that you put yourself in and very intentional about who you hang out with because the people that are gonna help you grow are not just gonna randomly show up in your life. You have to be very intentional about the rooms you put yourself in and the, the circles you run in because your network equals your net worth. If that's something that interests you, right? So, so yeah, I mean, we have the free resource. The podcast is free. Our YouTube channel is free. We have all these free resources. And for the stuff, like if it resonates with people, they could watch the master classes that are free. Um, they could, we do free freedom calls, like free coaching calls in our community for people who want those and learn more about how, like the steps that they need. And then we have these academies and masterminds. And then it kind of just goes from there because once you're in the mastermind, it's like, it's every single week. It's there's coaching, there's accountability. You, you get all kinds of awesome stuff included with that. That's man. This is so comprehensive. So like, tell me about that. Like masterclass, the free masterclass. Is that like a few hour program? Like what, what is that? It's like an hour long. Okay. Look, this is, this is what it is. And you know, th this is also, you know, just to be transparent, I'm not, you know, this is a part of the funnel, it, you know, when people are like, okay, I want to learn more information. I think this is for me. It's part of the sales funnel. It's a one hour long webinar. That is a live webinar that people, they register for, for free. They show up, they, they really learn. Okay. The, the speaker, who is this person? What's their backstory? How are they qualified to do it? What are all the steps? How does this happen? Like, how could I 
start creating passive income in real estate while I'm serving or while I'm not like really, we, we, it's an, it's an hour long deep dive. And it's like, Hey, if this stuff resonates with you, that means you need to, you need to highly consider joining our Academy and joining our mastermind because you need to put yourself in the right room. Right. And then they'll have a chance to, to join at the end of that. So yeah, it's like, they go through the free master class, and at the end, you know, for at least for the commercial multifamily academy, um, it's it's a larger ticket price tag. So then they go on a phone call, they apply, and then they go on a phone call to make sure that it's the right fit. The person on our team will will talk to them. The person will go through the master class. They'll click to apply to join because we want only the best uh, the best people in our masterminds. So they could apply. They get on a call with our, with our, with our team. And then they, they, they're in, if, if, if they kind of meet all the, the requirements and they d demonstrate that they're committed and they're ready to rock and roll. So, so yeah, does that answer the question? The mass class is like a free. Yeah, so like, and, and you mentioned yeah. you had like a, a boot camp and then also kind of your academy. So like what, it, I mean, I'm sure people can log into your, your website and find out some of those things, but it's just like, these are some of the steps. Like, I mean, that's, that's great. And uh, it sounded like you had, multiple master classes, multiple one hour kind of things is like to your advice that you were giving earlier. Take a look. Is that interesting to you? Is commercial interesting to you? Is residential is, and I don't know if you have short-term rentals or have whatever, but I mean, there's just a whole lot of different ways in which you can approach investing into real estate. Um, I was talking to somebody a while ago is they did some like Airbnb, they are like a host on it, you know, kind of like your similar experience. So they're like, I hated it. I hated everything about it. I hated the, the fact that people were always in and out there. They were complaining. They're like, dude, the soap is smells weird. You know, you know, why didn't you use the, the nicer, you know, toilet paper or something like that. And so to him doing that experience highlighted that he wanted to do like industrial buildings where he's like, I never want to talk to the tenant. They're on a 10 year lease or 20 year lease and they take care of everything. And I never talk to them. Like, that's what I want. That is woo. Dude, and sometimes you have to go take action and do it to make those realizations happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we do have a military short-term rental academy that is in work. It's not available right now because it's, it's, it's very robust. And we're having people from the community help us that are, that are very familiar with it. But yeah, sometimes you just don't know until you do it. Like you could have five apps, five different people who seemingly are experts and they'll tell you five different things, but, and you can make your own assumption, but until you go in there, take action, do it for yourself, make your own judgments, then repivot based on that. Do I, does this still make sense? But dude, it's a hospitality business. It's not, you can't even call it real estate investing. It's like you, you own a mini hotel, like you're in hospitality, you know? Well, yeah, that's uh, we can get in and digress into other things of why I actually think there's a lot of risk to the Airbnb short term rental. We have a, a affordable housing issue in this country, and it is much more politically acceptable to go after the rich investors that are taking housing away from people and affordable housing. And that's their second home, their third home, their 20th home. You know, you rich you know, people, uh, how dare you, but it's, it's very acceptable to own apartments or mobile homes or those other things. Cause you're providing that affordable housing. And if you're looking for some, uh, risk adjusted, uh, to political environments. So again, that's uh, something we could definitely digress on. I, I want to get back to your own kind of journey and mindset and how that's changed. 
um, at least for me, like I didn't know what I was getting to, into when I got into the military. I didn't know what I was getting into when I got into investing. I didn't know a lot of these things. And part of it was just that discovery process. So walk me through kind of your own mindset journey. And then obviously now to how you're coaching people and mindsets and how that's evolved for you and some advice, because I think that is such, such a critical thing that you mentioned, because it doesn't matter how much education you can read about push-ups all you want. You can read and go through the masterminds and the academies, but until you actually start doing them and then how at least that guiding path. And I write, cue that up for, tell me about your own mindset and then where you see that the opportunity for people to help evolve their own. Yeah. I think again, like, I think it really all stems from that, that curiosity. Like, I don't know if like, I'm just a kid on the inside because kids are way more curious than adults usually, but I, I always try to remain as curious as possible. And so I just was always in, in the military, you know, not only was I just interested in learning more about money and, and personal finance and how do, how do rich people get rich and how do you build generational wealth and all that. So I just kept reading and kept mind feeding on that, but I also just became obsessed with personal and professional development. And I think I got really lucky because a lot of people want to learn the the how to's and they, they want to get ready to take down a hundred unit deal or go, go be a general, you know, general partner in a large syndication or something like that. But a lot of them are held back because they, they have to grow into that person that is able to achieve those goals. And so I think because I've always had that curiosity about like, how can I just, you know, have more energy? How could I be more courageous? How could I have more confidence? How could I learn to speak better, communicate better? You know, how could I master my mindset, my psychology, my physiology, and how I feel and my vibrancy, like all these things, I was always trying to just improve these different things. And I realized as I was doing that, I was also learning more and more about real estate. So I think that just significantly expedites your, your, your journey to success. If you are growing tangentially as a person, as a human, as a giver, as a philanthropist, as a Christian, as a husband, a wife, like all those other holistic views that we love talking about and go abundance, all the other pillars other than investing, like grow all those things as you're becoming a better investor. And like in the long term, you're just going to, it's just going to pay so much, so much more dividends. And so I always was learning about that stuff. I, I was even considering becoming a professional development instructor. And while I was still in the military, that, that didn't work out, but I was always learning to do that. And that's why I love like one book could absolutely change your life. As I started investing, I, I learned like when I was reading and listening to the most successful people, they were talking about mindset and they, I was learning how do the how do successful people think? How do the most successful people take action? How do they spend their time? How do they hack their productivity? Uh, where do they go? Where are they investing? Like, how do they think? Right. And so I'm learning like, oh man, this is, this is very much resonating with me. It just, you know, it's, it's a growth process. It's not like, oh, I learned something and now I know what I need to know. And then, no, it's ever changing, evolving. Cause the minute you stop growing, you start dying. It's not like you, you grow and then you're, you're there. Success is a journey. And it's just like a growth is a journey. Be a student of life forever. The people who are the most successful people are very curious and they're students. They're always learning. They're forever students. So it's just like an ever changing. And I like, there's so many books that I want to read. So many are on my audible to-do list. I got stacks of books right here, like sitting on my desk, ready to read like this one. I cannot wait to dive into. I'm sure. Did you get the one by Jason Drees do the impossible? Yeah. 
And dude, like I, and the funny thing is like with the, one of the first couple pages, he's like, this is the entire book in one page. And like, so it's just, I can't read that, read that one, but I don't know if that answers your question, but it's, it's really, really important to continue your personal growth journey. And, and that's why I think it impacts your ability to succeed more than learning the mechanics of the investing and the markets and the economy and all that stuff. Cause anybody, anybody can learn that stuff uh, and pay attention to it. But that's why I became a certified high performance coach, man, because so many people hold it. They, they hold themselves back because of their negative self-talk, but where does that come from? You know, it's their belief will turn into their self-talk that self-talk will turn into their attitude and how they act, how their demeanor, and that will dictate the results in life, you know? So how do you control really all the way back to that belief and that faith in yourself that could turn into that positive self-talk so that that, that positive self-talk turns into that attitude, that vibrancy, that energy that people resonate with and that you can influence others with and then that will dictate your your level of success man it's just a great it's a journey it's it's never ending and i I love there's so much to learn out there and i just you can never learn everything just be humble be a forever student and be curious all the time that's probably the things i could share the most about that well i think that's very insightful and and i and i think uh, and i heard this recently and I'm, i'm so i'm stealing it from somebody but it was like when can you work out to enough to where you never have to work out again. And they're like, that's not the thing. And so it's like the same thing with like learning. You're like, there's never a level where you can learn enough to where you don't have to learn anymore. So it's like, you go to the gym, you do like, all right, I'm fit today. But what about in six months or a year or whatever? And then you're 50 pounds overweight, you know? And so it's, it's a collectively, and at least that made sense to me when I heard it was like, there is no place where you can work out enough that you never have to work out again in, in your life. You mentioned that books, you have stacks of books. You're like me. I have stacks of books everywhere. My wife is mildly annoyed uh, with the, the fact that I have stacks of books on my nightstand on the, in the kitchen, my bookshelf's overflowing here. And she's like, and buying, she's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, well, there's a lot of things wrong with me, but I'd like to get your insight on some action items as we're kind of wrapping up the show. Like, what are some books for you that have been monumental? And it could it could be that you've gifted it to the most people. It could be the book that, you know, made the biggest impact on your life that you think other people should read, uh, something like that. So your pick action items people should take, you know, books, uh, because I know you're such a big reader. I think that for me, same thing is a good tactic for people to use to level up their thinking. Yeah. You know, happy to kind of just split it here. Like the books for, for mindset, right. For growth, for success, for those, those, the, the most transformational books for me, I'll list off like you, you absolutely, if you haven't read how to win friends and influence people, it's a play, it's a playbook. I mean, should be required reading for everybody that wants to be anything in this life, right? How to win friends and influence people. You know, I got to plug wealth. Can't wait by, by our guys. Wealth can't wait is incredible. And then can't hurt me by David Goggins, right? The Navy SEAL amazing story, extreme ownership by Jocko, um, Jocko willing, just, you know, that could apply in so many, so many areas of life. The compound effect is probably one of my favorite personal growth and development books. And the last one, which is probably one of the most powerful and the shortest is the go giver. 
love all those, but there's so many other mindset books that I can go through. But if you're looking for more like investing and real estate type stuff, definitely rich dad, poor dad. It's just, you know, if you haven't read that, please do. I imagine most of you have, um, cashflow quadrant is that sequel. And what really got me interested in, in commercial multifamily, I remember the ABCs of real estate investing by Ken McElroy. And, and he wrote then the advanced guide to real estate investing. And he wrote um, the property management. You know, he's just an amazing educator. And so those, I'll probably start with those and then like tax-free wealth by uh, Tom Wheelwright, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad's, you know, tax advisor. And then Loopholes of Real Estate by Garrett Sutton, which is, the legal advisor by, by Robert. Like I learned so much from that. Just those are books that are in layman's terms, Barney style. And that's what I like. Um, I mean, the list goes on and there's so many different ones. I'm just looking at all these amazing books that have been impactful um, and way too many that I haven't even read yet. So um, yeah, I'll just, that's probably where I'll end it for now for those books. Yeah. That's uh man. Uh, I, I think, uh... I feel like I've actually read all of those that you mentioned on there because they're so foundational to who uh, I am as well. And so I can almost uh, reiterate exactly what you said. They're so you know critical to eat extreme ownership by Jocko. And, you know, we just did some of the, the echelon front training program that I did down in um, Arizona with his group. And it was it was unbelievable. And it was actually what happens is you get out of your own way of thinking it's about the tactics. It's about the mindset and then how you're actually approaching so many things. So uh, huge, huge benefit to that extreme ownership. Man, I feel like we could talk for hours and we do. So Sometimes much we, we, we get a chance to sit down and we have lunch or we're, we're hanging out at some event and, and it's like we can just talk and talk and talk. I don't want to be Joe Rogan and have a 42 hour long podcast. So I'd like to you know kind of close out here is where can people find you? Uh, we, I think we probably hit on a lot, but give the actual things. Where can they follow you personally? Where can they uh, find ADPI if they happen to be active duty, passive income or interested? And then the final thing is how can people help you or what can they bring to you? Yeah, definitely, man. Great, right. So for ADPI, you know, active duty, passive income, um, Facebook group, you know, you got to answer some questions, make sure you're military affiliated, make sure you won't solicit or anything like that. The Facebook group, there's just, it's very engaging and, or just active duty, passive income.com so much. It's a really, really great, well-designed website with very user-friendly, all that stuff that we talk about, all the free resources and, and we can connect you with, with lenders and, and with our agents and with, you know, insurance agents, if you're interested in infinite banking, all that stuff. Um, so an active duty pat at active duty passive income, um, for Instagram and, and stuff like that. But for me personally, you know, at the Timothy Kelly is, you know, my Instagram and my LinkedIn and then the Timothy Kelly.com is just my website. And, and if this stuff resonated with you, just shoot me a text and, and we'll hop on a call. And the best way to reach me is area code eight, four, seven, nine, one, zero, nine one six one just shoot me a text let me know you heard me on jake's jake's show and we'll just get on a call and uh, you know my my ask is is that if you're past or present military um and you've thought about investing tap into our free resources like get involved be part of the conversation don't be afraid to be the dumb person in the room that means you're in the right room that means you're only growing right 
and go through all the free masterclasses, read our free books. Like if that stuff resonates with you, it could be life-changing. It could be absolutely pivotal. You're going to be the only one that holds yourself back. Don't think you can't invest in, in commercial multifamily real estate while you're active duty. Adam Labar, the other GoBro, his first deal was a 62 unit apartment complex while he was stationed in Japan that he bought in Knoxville. And he's the other head coach. Like it's possible. Don't hold yourself back. And if you're looking to level up, if you consider it, I'm also looking to help a few more people to further uh, throughout the rest of the year for high performance coaching one-on-one. And this is something that applies to anybody in, in any facet of life, regardless of your income, regardless of, of what industry you're in, high performance coaching could absolutely be transformational for you. So yeah, those are those, you know, and if, again, you want to have a conversation, just shoot me a text and we'll, and we'll hop on a call. Amazing. Tim, I really appreciate you guys. You know, I do not say this lightly that he is a wealth of knowledge. He's been in well, not the literal trenches. He was on a boat floating around the world, <laughs> but uh, he has been in the proverbial trenches of life and, and bootstrapping himself up uh, to success and in becoming a passive investor has a lot of experience in discovering those things. So this is a huge, valuable insight, especially for those of you that are listening to this from the passive wealth principles. Again, go check out Tim and all of his platforms. If you're looking for a coach, reach out to him. I know that's there's very limited seats available to that. Just get around him. His energy is infectious. He gets and he hypes you up. I'm hyped up every time I'm around him. Go check it out. And thanks to you again for another episode of Passive Wealth Principles. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at Jake.realestate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.